0: Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. Searching for clues to discover God's mysterious plan for your family?
1: Then don't change that dial. Join us now in our discussion of the Mystery of Parenthood. Here are your hosts, Trey and Stephanie Cashin. Good morning. Uh, it is Tuesday, March 20th, and you're listening to the Mystery of Parenthood. <clears throat> and let me, uh, I'm going to begin with our prayer. Steph is, is out today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth. And love grant that love strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our family sometimes pass through the intercession of the Holy family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out its worldwide mission in the family and through the family. We ask this of you who is life, truth, and love with the Holy Spirit, I mean with the son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint John Paul the Second, pray, pray for, for us. us. Holy Family of Nazareth, pray, pray for, for us. us. And so, um, yeah, I. It's been a. It's been an interesting week. I'm as as Thaddeus is here with me, looking at me. he hey, good morning, look like Stephanie, or somebody might have hit me in the face because I've got. Uh, Looked
0: like you are in a little bit of a soul. brawl or something.
1: Yeah, I was on a brawl. I um, I think I got into at least the doctor thinks I got into some poison ivy or poison oak or something and it's it's all over my my right eye and up mm-hmm. along the side so um you none of y'all can see it out there but thaddeus can i just want to tell you thaddeus it's it's about 100 percent better than it was yesterday because it was completely
0: yeah you said it was up. completely shut when we were yeah in it was pretty much
1: pretty pretty much completely shut so anyway it's an upper tag you know these are these are things that uh that lent um, sometimes it gives us are opportunities to and I, and I know I didn't handle it as well or haven't handled it as well as I ought to but I'm trying to remember that uh, these are things that are uh, offerings as long as they're united with Christ's sufferings on the cross that are that are acceptable so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um, both the uncomfortableness with the way you look and then also just the fact that it's it's itching but um, other than that you know yeah. it's, it's alright it was worse on the cross I'm sure
0: Sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and another guy who had to go through a lot of uh, suffering and unexpected difficulties, things that he wasn't counting on, is the subject of our show today, which is uh, Saint Joseph.
1: Yeah, one of my one of we're actually our family's um, devotions is is and has been to to Saint Joseph, and with yesterday being his feast day, and then next feast day of his coming up in, in May. Saint Joseph the worker, so it's the you know this is yesterday was Saint Joseph the husband of mary and then and then the next one coming up on may first, I believe is uh Saint joseph um the worker, and so as husbands I think and as fathers, I think it's really important to look to him and 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 like we've always said and 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 i've I've mentioned that my professor and has had pointed out to me, but really. The church has always pointed out that everything that Jesus did, everything that he was involved in was something that pointed us towards a revelation of who God is. I don't imagine many people could have thought thought this, but but in reality, there didn't have to be a husband of Mary. I mean, right. there didn't have to be, and, and because there was a husband of Mary, um, who was Joseph, there's a reason for that. Um and and that and that reason is as with all saints is God is trying to show us and give us um a picture of what he would he he would like for us to, to understand about not only himself, but about um the human family. And so, you know, from the time I was little, my mom used to always cause she was a huge Fulton Sheen fan. Mm-hmm. Would always, as Fulton Sheen, if you've ever watched, you know, Life is Worth Living, some of those own things, he'd always start off anytime he wrote something on the top, he'd write, he writes JMJ. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. My mom always did that. To this day, if you go to my office on the top of any page that I start to write, I'll still to this day put JMJ because every test I ever took in high school and college I always had Jesus, Mary, and Joseph on that. We taught it to our kids. That's just, that's the. Us too the way I was um, raised. And so in a sense, I've always had a de- devotion to um, the Holy family.
0: So there's our first takeaway of today. Yeah. <laughs> right. JMJ, the top of the work that you do to teach that to your children, they carry around so. the Holy family with them. It's a little yeah. devotion. I mean, it's just it's a little, little, it's a little tiny prayer. In, it in, basically in is. Sense.
1: It's just, you know, J- Jesus, Mary, and Joseph pray for Be us. Be in this with me. Help yeah. me
0: with this. Right. And this so, task I'm about to start on.
1: Um, that's that is for me something that i think and I, and I think it's it's worthy of digging into primarily because of what i just said earlier which is god doesn't do anything by accident it's always it's always something that he has planned and whatever he's revealing he's trying to reveal and the fact that it wasn't mary as a single mother um even though jesus is not is not the son of St. Joseph in the strictest sense, in the human sense, in the way that we see it, he acted as father and God uh, acted as his human father and God wanted it to be that way to show us something. And so Joseph, and you have think about it. Um, another thing that I've mentioned before about St. Joseph is um, in discernment, It it, it speaks to the role of the man and the and and the authority, the proper, uh, properly understood authority of the husband and father in a family. There's a great um, little book treatise. I don't know by um, Saint Francis de Sales on discernment. I mean, literally, you could read it probably in one sitting. But one of the things he says there's talks about the fact that that we should be open to following. Proper authorities, authorities that are set above us and over us because of their position, assuming that they're uh, assuming that they're not asking you or demanding of you something that, you know, to be wrong, that we should always follow them. And many people, I think, and St. Francis de Sales pointing this out, many people say, well, I'll follow them as long as they're holier than me, as long as I see them as being um, better than me. from a holiness stand standpoint. Well, he points to the Holy family and says, who is the least holy (laughs) in the Holy family? Um, The son was God. Mm -hmm. You can't get any more holy than that. Mary was the, the virgin, um, immaculate, protected from original sin as the church has taught from, from the moment of conception. That's right. And, and then you have Joseph who, other than his company, was just like you and me. I mean, in terms of he just a human being. So same as with Mary, Mary is a human being, not, not a divine being. She just was protected for her singular, by a singular grace for her to be the mother of God. But St. Joseph was born um, with with original sin. I mean, and it was protected, I think it's, I don't, I don't know if there's any teaching on that. I'm I'm not aware, but certainly he was the least holy of the, of the three. Right. Exactly. Yet Mary, he was like us in all things. He was like, yeah, in all things. Right. Yet Mary followed him and Jesus was obedient to him. Right. Um. In the midst of that. And I just find that interesting and that's where he actually points to the fact that many of us think we should only follow those who are holier than us and that in revelation it shows that no that's not necessarily the case sometimes by position by where they're where they find themselves in authority that we should submit to that authority when they are asking of us anything that is consistent with even if we disagree with it from you know our whims and what we'd like to do or want to do that we should follow that authority. And I think so that should give hope to us as parents, right? I mean, I mean, that, 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 um, that you know that Jesus and Mary are saying, particularly those men who are trying, albeit failing, but that are trying to fulfill their role as husband and father, um, as, husband and worker as, as somebody who's out there should um, be given the benefit of the doubt, so to speak, with regard to how they are followed. So I, those are two points that I thought were important to me. Joseph is an encouraging person to me. You don't hear much about him um
0: you, you, and talk about the scriptural reasons why we don't hear a lot about Saint Joseph.
1: Well, I'm not. What do you What do you mean by that?
0: Well, which is we don't hear a lo- we don't hear a lot about him because we don't hear anything from him. He doesn't say anything. He says, right. He in says the, in the Gospels. He
1: does not say anything. It's really about him receiving <laughs> different information and and then acting. Yeah, reflecting on it. about him. him well, being so I mean, receptive. the first one is is he's he he finds out that that his um, betrothed that Mary, um, is with child and he being a good man is just going to put her away. Could have, could have called for her stoning, could have called for anything, but just is going to kind of let her go away quietly and, and not really say much about it. But in a dream, an angel comes to him and says that this child is from God and is of God and that, um, he should take her as as her, uh, as his wife and, and act in that role. So that's even more reasonable to say that, Hey, look, I mean, he could have walked away. And what would that have taught us about marriage? What would that have taught us about yeah, exactly uh, about that? It, that would have been a different revelation, but he's, but God is providing for this and it, and it requires a willfulness. He has to listen and then he has to obey um, what God is asking of him. So one of the great attributes of St. Joseph without having heard from him, but the situations, if, if you as a dad or even as a mother, think about the situations that he was in, um, you know, it, so he would have to, at, at some level, believe that number one, God had intervened in his life and asked him to keep, to have her as, as his wife that because of that, not only was Mary saying, look, I've never known a man, but I am with child, Mm -hmm. but now God's even pointing that out. He had to have thought, Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I mean, if I'm getting married, I'm thinking to myself, you know, all the things that you would think I'm going to have a wife and I'm going to have kids. Well, my first kid's not even, you know, I mean, there's so many things challenged In that. So his yes is not a simple yes. Oh yeah, let's just, let's just go do that. It's a denying himself of really everything that's normally associated with, with the relationship between a man and woman in a, in a a marriage. Um, Because we believe that she was chaste and he was chaste throughout the marriage. And so he's entering into a marriage, chaste. Not going to engage in in the marital act with with his wife, knowing that because God is the father of the child, and is in some sense I, he would have to, Saint Joseph would have had to uh, have thought is the spouse of Mary, <laughs> if there was a baby being born, which we we believe that that the Holy Spirit is the spouse of Mary. Therefore, you know you can't you can't get in the way between two spouses so you would understand he would have understood mm. if i do this i'm basically giving up what would normally be thought of as a husband about to enter into marriage i think technically they were married but there was like a year betrothal period where they didn't they didn't come together i'm not sure of all that but 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 the bottom line is certainly it wasn't what he probably had envisioned no. you know sometime before it had happened and God was asking him to accept it and not only accept it, but actually live out as if it was the way <laughs> it was intended. Right. Because everybody believes in and it and, and, and what you can tell from, from scripture is that when Jesus does come back home, he must have lived as, as the son of, because as the son of Joseph in terms of outward appearance. You know, he's the son of God, because that's what people say. Isn't this the son of the carpenter? Yeah. So it's not like he just took him in. It looks, it, 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 there's much that points to, he you not know, he took him in. He, he treated him as his own son. And,
0: and which, th- because of what we know about uh, how that culture functioned, that's another sort of pe- little piece of evidence for the fact that our Lord was, was subject to, to Joseph as his earthly father. Right. right. Because people identified him as the son of Joseph.
1: Right. And, and, and then you even get in scripture, the, the scripture when he, when they find him in the, in the temple, right? Um, they say he came back and he grew in wisdom and it was obedient mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. his parents. Mm-hmm. So again, this is God being obedient to his earthly parents. We should understand that. Our children and we, and it's fair to demand obedience from our children, and you can point to jesus and and do that, so as parents it's fair joseph at some at some level knew i mean'm sure it was still always a struggle, I would think that this baby came from somewhere, and this baby is god i don't know how it happened, but he knew he was raising somebody other than not only his own son, but other than just any other son, a, a specific, a special son. And so, yeah, I mean, his, his way of, um, I would think that would be overwhelming to a certain extent. And, and anyway, but I, but I think that that's it. Another time that I think he, he, he shows us about, I, I don't love to, but I've been in situations in my own where I've, 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 had devotion to Joseph when things don't work out the way you want even when you would think that that's what God wants. So for example, they go to Bethlehem. You know, think about as a dad with a with a pregnant mother, a a, a husband that's supposed to be taking care of, and he goes and is being obedient to the proper authorities, which again points to that everything that they did, even after the birth of of Jesus, they they fulfilled the law. They were obedient anyway. They could have said, and God could have told them, hey, listen, this kid is so special, he doesn't need to be circumcised. This kid is so special, he doesn't need to be presented. Could have said that. Didn't say that. They followed the law. Pub, the political authority at that time was saying, we have to go back to your family to, for the census, right? They could have said, wait a second, you know, <laughs> this is, I, I'm, we're the holy family of Nazareth. We are not subject to, they could have You could see that, but because they didn't, they went there, but worse for Joseph is you're going around trying to find a place for your pregnant wife to stay and you can't get anybody to open it up. And so where do they put him? They put him in effectively a barn Mm -hmm. with other animals and the baby is born there and placed in a manger, which is a feeding trough as I understand of, of animals. So where animals have, so I can't imagine as a dad thinking, what do people think of me as a provider? What do people think of me as somebody who gives them, I'm supposed to have a bed for her. I'm supposed to have a, a real roof over their head. And yet he didn't, what kind of struggle is that? And then it's the dream that he has that after, the, well, that says fly. I mean, and so they, they get up in the middle of the night and Joseph has that. I, mean, you're, I, I would think, okay, Lord, I've already given you my, okay, and I'm going to raise this child as my own, even though it's not, and I'm going to give it, you know. I would think there'd have to be something inside that's, that's, that that would say, well, you're going to protect us, which he does. But I think, from a human standpoint, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, couldn't you just provide like maybe a room, maybe the maybe the somebody would give her a bed, you know? Not, not. <laughs> I mean, you'd think God would want that, or wouldn't? Wouldn't? Um, wouldn't we not have people chasing after our child, trying to kill him, and there we have to go live in Egypt for some time? You know, I thought we we're just gonna like go back and and live a normal life, and then. And then we come back, but we can't go all the way back. So we have to go to this like podunk town of Nazareth and we have to raise our kids there. There were so many things that when I look at him, I think he just said yes. Even when, as a dad, if he's similar to you and me, Thaddeus, I would think that there would be at least some level of I'm failing or somehow God is not (laughs) providing the way and I'm having to... Suffer, but it's okay for me to suffer. But my kid and my and my wife are going to have to suffer.
0: Yeah, you know, um, Bishop Barron. I mean, I, I feel yeah, like I'm bonuses. always, to, I, I, I'm always I, referencing him, I'm but um, he he talks about Saint Joseph as this uh, great model of conversion, and he uses those those episodes in Scripture that you just so nicely summarized for us to say. Um. Basically, every moment of St. Joseph's life that's recorded for us in Scripture is a crisis moment.
1: It is, because in the, the last crisis that you hear about is they're off on their way back from right. Jerusalem back home, and they start looking for Jesus, and days later, you know, because everybody traveled, it, not like we did, they traveled in groups, so it wouldn't have been unlikely for a 13-year-old boy to be hanging out with other <laughs> cousins or whatever. But the last one is... They hurry back to try to find him. (laughs) And again, for a moment, you got to think, Lord, I lost your, I mean, I'm supposed to be the one that protects. I'm supposed to be the one that's, that's watching out. I'm supposed to be the, the person who's taking care of who you've entrusted to me. And yet I lost him. (laughs) I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I think about those days, I think it took several days to find him, I think.
0: <clears throat> three days they walk. Three days. They define, him for three I mean, days.
1: how miserable <laughs> that I mean, I can only imagine, but I but I how miserable that would be. But anyway, yeah, and
0: Bishop Barron, you know, says some of those same things, but he goes back to this motif that he I think he got from um Hans Urs von Balthasar, the great twentieth century German theologian. Um who I've not read, I only know about because he's great. <laughs> I've, like I've listened to uh bear and talk about them. But uh, this idea of the, the contrast between the, the ego drama and the Theo drama that you live in your life as the ego drama, which is you're at the center of the stage and everything about your life is what pleases you, what satisfies you, what right. um, fulfills your ego versus the Theo drama where you put God at the center of the life and you're the player. You're one of the players in God's drama. Uh, he's the director, and he says that, Barron says that um, all each one of those moments, you know, Joseph responds to the messages or the signs, the signals that God is giving him about what to do in those crisis moments, and that's how he's able to weather them, that's how he's able to get through them, is because he's converted himself to being that player in the theodrama, he's put God's will at the center of of his life and made his life not about him, right? And what a profound, yeah. um, you know, lesson, example, model for us, because we'll, we'll all of us, and now especially husbands and fathers, we're going to have those crisis moments we are in those crisis moments right now as you're listening we have had those crisis moments in our lives um we have to stay grounded as they say by making ourselves players in god's drama and i like saint joseph and pray to saint joseph for that grace and that intercession
1: and I remember um, Deacon Bill Scott here at f- here at St. Mary's. Um, uh, he was somebody I was very close to. He brought he brought communion once a week to my mother when she was dying of cancer, and and he was there when our third child was was born, and um, ended up getting life flighted to to uh, Houston because he was turning blue from the waist down, and they didn't know oh, what my. was going on. And and I remember on both of those occasions he he always said he had a prayer and and the prayer was whatever lord and what he and and i think i remember him hugging me as the as our baby was getting wheeled and he i could hear under his breath because i'd heard him say it before that he he would say whatever lord and i and i think that that is not the easiest thing we we like to think that we are in charge of everything and 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 that we are control of everything and 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 in reality we're not whatever we do control it's because God's allowing us to control it yeah um and when out of control you have a couple of you have a couple of options but saint joseph's points us to what's the next thing i need to do in response to what i'm finding myself in yeah and trusting that God's going to provide whatever it is, it may not be what I want or what I envision, but that He is going to provide. So there is a way of looking at at the whole Bethlehem scene from from a a, a person like that, as opposed to the way I posited it in the in previously. That God can you provide us a bed? No, God provided exactly what we need for that moment in mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't out of cover. She was covered. Mm-hmm. You know, she was amongst all that. And uh, and and so sometimes, you know, he did what he had to do. He was knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. He was doing all the stuff, mm-hmm. but it didn't end up where he th- where he probably was hoping. Mm-hmm. But then when he had it, he fully embraced that.
0: I think it's another to spin off of that, which just occurred to me is, so what you just said, uh, that he he's pro- he's providing for Mary and, and Jesus in that moment, just as God intended. You take that with um, Bishop Barron's idea of uh, that moment of conversion and putting God at, at the center of your life, and that he's re- Joseph is responding to those signs that right. God is sending. So Joseph does that, and that's that's where they end up. And through that, Jesus in the manger. That ends up being a sign to right the world to all generations. Uh, it's a powerful sign of the of him as the Eucharistic meal, right. It's a type of the Eucharist that he's in that feeding trough, right right? Yeah. Yeah. So what's I think pretty remarkable there is, okay, likewise for our lives, follow those signs. Grant, granted, all this is easier said than done, folks. No, I, no, no. I understand, yeah, I understand that. Um, but follow those signs. Follow God's will for our lives, and trust and persevere that your life can be a sign to others. Your family can be a sign to to others of God's grace, God's uh, providence for you. It uh, can lead others to Him. Can bring others to Him. So. You you don't, we don't know the wider effects of the sign that we are. Right. We might, we might be signs to people, good or ill, good or ill, that we'll never know about. We'll never hear about until on this side of, of heaven. In,
1: in all likelihood, that that is true. We will, we will eventually be that. The thing that with what you're talking about is, you know, when you say signs and and wonders, I think most people are thinking, you know if God came to me in a dream then then I'd do it or if god but 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 beyond that, the other signs that that are that are very apparent are the sign that government's saying I have to go back to my to Bethlehem, so I'm going to do that. Not seeing that as something other than God's will, that's where I'm supposed to go, right. My wife is pregnant. Knowing that what could happen there, probably praying, hey, if we can just get there register for the census and maybe get back home before the baby comes, is, is the thought. But the fact that she goes into labor is a sign. Right. The the fact that they can't find he knocks on all the doors asking and all the all the in all the rooms are full. But the innkeeper says, Hey, but we do have this covered place back here. It's sure it's with the animals, but there it is. That's a sign. And embracing that moment. So I think, you know, we can get caught up in the fact that yes, he did receive dreams and visions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But plenty of them were just ordinary moments that were that were, you know, quote air quotes inopportune, you know, not the not not ideal. Right. That he said, okay, that's <laughs> what I've got to deal with now. And accepting that as I've done everything that I've been asked I've, I've, I've been obedient to the government i i have been obedient by staying with her she's coming with me as my as my wife back to back to Bethlehem for us to register he sees God's hand in all of these things including the Jesus going back and him being you know what does the father do with his with with the mother of the son mm-hmm. go look for him mm-hmm That's what a parent's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So um, all of these are protect the child, you know, go come back, receive a a message, you know, the Herod's, whatever they were still, they had killed those, all the babies and they were still concerned about him still looking for that. All those things, political things, all these things that were happening, not being able to go back to where he came from and having to stop in Nazareth to stay away from that because of the political events that we're going on, all of those things are signs, signs that we receive, even if we don't receive a vision, even if we don't receive a dream saying, go here, do that, that if we're being true to what our duty is as as a husband and a father, and if we're being true to, as a citizen, in our case, of of the state of Texas and of the United States of America... If, if we're being true to that, then there are things that God can work through and signs can be given to us that may not seem as signs, but if we look at it through the lens of God's in control and orchestrating all this, if he can orchestrate that, like you said, he ends up in the manger and that becomes a sign of the, the, fe- the fact that he's meant to feed us, that's not, I'm sure, what he was thinking. Joseph was thinking, but he was open to it because he saw God at work and he said, I'm sure he had to say, which I've tried to convince myself of, I've done all that I can. Right. So where I am right now must be where God wants me to be right now. Right. And that's part of that daily dialogue with God saying, I'm I'm praying for something to be different. I'm praying for it to change. I'm doing the stuff that I know best how to change that. But if you keep me here then I'm going to attribute it to your, your will. I'm going to accept it as that's where you want me.
0: Right. So try this on, um, Elizabeth Scalia. Oh, wow. She's a class, uh Catholic blogger, writer. Right. So she gives some, some attributes of St. Joseph, some attributes, um, that she identifies that allows him to do this, um, crisis management right. in a way. And, and, um, be um, open to these signs and aware of his 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 duties. So she points out that he was righteous. He lived devoutly and in accordance with God's word. Faithful. He was a man willing to work within the mysteries of God as they came at him. Right. He was courageous. It's no small thing to go outside of the customs of a village or a tribe. We've hit right. that this morning he was generous the needs of mary and the child came before all else including his established life and industry he was wise he understood that god's mind and ways are not our own but trustworthy and she says we know one other thing he was kind and that his kindness might outweigh all his other good qualities even his righteousness righteousness can sometimes become a boat stuck on the shoals of justice and rendered immovable Kindness, which contains an element of mercy, can lift the vessel to freedom. So righteousness, faithfulness, courageousness, courageousness. Trey, come on, courage, courage, <laughs> generosity, <laughs> wisdom, and kindness.
1: I mean, I think those all those all are are fitting, and I, and the, and those all should be attributes that we should strive for as as parents and pray for, and 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 inter, ask Saint Joseph to intercede for you as, or as a wife for, for your, um, for your husband or whomever, whatever male is in your, in your family life, that they would be those, those things.
0: Now, I think what happened, what are some ways I'm hitting you with, with these just right now, but just off the top of your head, what are a couple ways that, um, a few of those stand out leap out at you as things that that fathers should I, should strive or can strive for i, I think i think
1: i think there is something very much true about the fact that things happen in our life in, in in crisis crises or just a little problem if we would see in the small things those opportunities that god's given you to to exhibit those generosity in time you know i caught myself i don't know maybe it was saturday or friday i can't remember what day it was but but my daughter wanted to go um wanted to go drive she's working on getting her license still hadn't happened so no worries out there
0: but <laughs>
1: but, but but soon but but i wanted to watch the the uh March Madness. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, and so I, I went up and I said, I'll do it later. And I went up and started watching. And then I said, you know what? I need to stop this and just go down and take her now. So I went down and, and, and did that though. That's a moment to be generous. That's a moment to be kind. It's a moment to put what your daughter's asking of you. Cause she accepted no fine and 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 I could have waited until a more opportune time to to do it but sometimes those are the exact I think we miss the, we miss the opportunities that God's giving us to be generous, to be kind, to be wise in the moments that he gives us. He gives them in small tidbits, not oh, not these massive moments that are that are that. And I would say St. Joseph probably Exhibited that, you know. I always say that, you know, it's the small things that that God gives you to kind of practice for when the big things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, fortunately, the big things happen, you know, in your life, in a life, a normal life. You might have five to ten, you know, monumental moments. You know, um, a death, a birth, whatever it is, and but in between are all those chances, those practice moments of putting yourself second, of being kind, of, of doing whatever. And then, you know, like I said, it was, it was, it was great. I went and read, we drove around for, for, you know, and then I don't know how the topic came up, but we were, I'd kind of hoped that it would be something. I talked about my grandfather and she asked, well, was he a good faithful Catholic guy? And then I told stories about how he had always talked about God and even told the story about how he had, at thirty-six years old, was drafted in, you know, March of ni- nineteen forty-five to go, <laughs> and had to drop off kids and 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 everything, and then anyway, some things the uh, and,
0: What's that? Did he fight in the Pacific? Uh,
1: well, no. He. What happened was is and and this is a story that I think points to this. He took, he took, uh, sold their house. Took his wife. And two children up to her mother's house, dropped them off, left for San Antonio, went in to to get checked in and physical right. and, and, a, and a doctor there um, a doctor there saw him and said, "What the heck are you doing here? This war's almost over, and you're old, you know?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, I mean, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do." And the doctor said, "Hey, here's 20 bucks. You go get you steak, potato, and some whiskey." And then eat that, go to sleep, come back first thing in the morning, find me. And when they took his blood pressure because of the, <laughs> that, it was how he said, 4F <laughs> and sent him back home. So, But again, he didn't, wow. he didn't do, there's a, and my grandfather said, I saw that as God provided. I did, I was just doing what I was supposed to do. Right. That's a crisis moment. Right. And I was doing everything I was told. And then he put me in the way of this person who said, you don't, you shouldn't be going over there. I mean, it's with, with how old you are and mm-hmm. this thing i would be over. And, and I was telling that story, but I mean, again, my grandfather, as I see, was just uh, being obedient to, to whatever he, whatever he was called to, not trying to get out of it, but trusting. And the way he explained it to me was that, I mean, I, you know, I just, Trusted God. And if I was going to go over there, I was going to go over there. I mean, that's just what I was going to do.
0: Yeah. I think there's a word that kind of sums up a lot of these attributes of St. Joseph. And, and I, I just said it and that's duty. He did his duty. And that's a word that we don't, we don't hear a lot um, anymore connected to manliness, manhood, men. It was for centuries, it was very much a part of how being a man was talked about. Um, I think, but it's,
1: I think it's we have a crisis, so to speak, of of duty, <laughs> because there's not a sense of. There are things that that, and and we as parents should, you know, talk to our children Do, about
0: doing your duty can be can be used for selfish reasons. It can be used as an as an excuse to, for all with ulterior motives. Of course, that's true, but nevertheless, there's still a really powerful attribute of self-sacrifice of selflessness to the concept of doing your duty.
1: And I've always said, I've always thought that there, there is something, there is something freeing about, uh, about following one's duty or doing one's duty, meaning that if you know what your duties are, you know what you shouldn't be doing. (laughs) So you can say no readily to those other things. I think you get into a crisis when you don't see yourself as having any duty to anybody, the world becomes your oyster, your oyster, so to speak. But that's really a a kind of hell, honestly, because you can go so many different directions trying to find instead of giving yourself to where God has put you. So I think we do have a crisis of duty um, this, these days because we have, you know, people, you know, unfortunately there's not, dads aren't always doing, dads are, there's an awful lot of families that don't have fathers by cho- don't have fathers in the house by choice. You know, they've chosen not to be part of that. Mm-hmm. They've chosen not to fulfill their duty, uh-huh. which is revealed to them in the fact that they now have a child. They have an obligation. And again, I think this is a, this is part of where we find ourselves. We miss that it's exactly in those everyday things that God reveals, what is your call? What is your duty? What, is, what are you supposed to do in this moment? Right. Because we're looking all around for everything when, in fact, the very thing we're called to do is the simple thing right before us.
0: Mm-hmm. And me, me practicing those attributes that Elizabeth Scalia points out, she she's actually in that article. She's actually begging men or asking men to take up those attributes, right? Absolutely. She's she's saying uh, as a woman, I'm uh, a mom, a, a mother. I'm saying we need more of that. That's what she said says in this article that I drew this from. Um but anyway, I know in my own family life, you know, Following through on those attributes is my own struggle of, is it going to be the ego drama or is it going to be the theodrama? Because I mean, so often on a daily basis, it's my agenda. What's my agenda? What's my time? What I want to do? What's my priorities? And... Oh, good, you're getting in my way. It's funny
1: that you bring that you up. Know? Is that, I, that years ago, Gosh, a long time so ago? It is, but I, but I, I I I still struggle with it. There's not. I don't think there's any God-fearing man that doesn't struggle with this. But I remember that the moment I had an aha moment was actually I was asked to give a talk to uh, Saint Joseph has maybe a. I f- they have some event and maybe it's an, it's an Advent meal. And they asked me to t- an Advent gathering right before Christmas, I believe. And they asked me to give a talk on St. Joseph. And, and I was talking about all the things that, you know, I thought God wanted me to do in, in life. And in the middle of the thing, cause I would say, you know, every time I wanted to go do this, you know, one of the kids got sick or one of you know, the, the, my wife had needed some help with something or a car broke down or all these things that, and I, and, and I, would you know, actually was saying, you know, Lord, why, these are, why are you not letting me do what I know you want me to do? And the aha moment was, no, what I want you to do is what's in front of you right now. So a sick child, go take care of the sick child, a mother who's in need of some, go help her. You know, the car needs to be fixed. Go make sure that's taken care of. Those are the things. One of my favorite movies is It's a Wonderful Life. And that whole story is exactly about that. And the struggles, and I think that's one of the things I, I why I love it so much, is the fact that his life has so much meaning, even though he thinks it's not the not what God wants, and it's in the fact that he sacrifices for the sake of his brother, you know, Saving him, I mean, go watch the movie, at least if you have to wait till Christmas, but it's a great movie that points to the fact that all this, I'm not leaving on my honeymoon because of this, we're going to have to move into this beat down house because I don't have enough money to buy a nice house. Um, All these different things that occur, that movie shows that God works them all together and entwines them all together to actually bring... God to others, even if you don't realize that that's what you're doing. Um, I think that's where we as men have to remember that we're, we are meant to respond to the moment that's in front of us to the child that asks for help or wants to go do this. I'm not saying that you always do that. You have to look at all the duties that you have, but when, when the duty, my primary duty is I want to go watch basketball versus my daughter is asking me for a favor. And in fact, even accepting my no, I need to die to what, what, what I want right now, because that other one is more important. She's more important than that last second shot. I mean, (laughs) um, as great as that is, she, that's important. And I think that's where we miss it. And that's where, all those attributes, righteousness and generosity and wisdom and all of that, happen when we respond to the ordinary moment that presents itself to us at the time it presents itself to us. And to see God at that. I think that's what Joseph can help me with and help most men out with, is that. I, the Catechism says that that children are for the benefit obviously parents are for the benefit of the children, but the children are for the benefit of the parents. Well, what are the, what are the, what's, what is the benefit to the parent of a child? It says effectively, it gets rid of selfishness. They, they, their presence is God's means of allowing you to get rid of the selfishness that holds you back to give you opportunities to give yourself away for the sake of another. And And that's important for us to remember. Um, Children are there, placed there by God for us to take care of. But in our giving away of ourselves for the sake of and the good of our children, and any parent, mother or father could learn from this, what we're doing is letting go of ourselves. We are decreasing that they might increase. We're allowing Jesus to act in and through us. In those small moments. I think we always look for the big moment. We always look for the big crisis. And we look at the small things as, um, I don't know what the right word is, as
0: inconveniences. Right? We, we have a text in from yeah. one of our loyal listeners who asks, yeah, but does it matter which March Madness game was on TV? What if it was Aggie basketball? <laughs> no, no offense to our Waco uh, listeners. Uh,
1: well, uh, that's a great question. And, and one that it would have been a lot harder for me to do. Had but you're, but you're, you're not an Aggie. I'm I mean, not an, you're, an Aggie. But I have done. But but had I been a Longhorn, it, that would have even been a, a, a bigger one. Okay. Um, Way to answer. So, honestly. so the, that would have been harder to do. Um, but I think that's the way you got it. That's the way you kind of get to go at it is look at those opportunities and say, can I do that? Even if, even if so on something like that, I think a positive way, Hey, you know how much I care about that. Why don't you come up and watch this with me? And the minute that it's over, the let's go together and make it something that way where you're inviting them into something that matters. For me, it wasn't a, a game. It was just the event itself. So it's a little bit less that, but share that moment with your child and say, Hey, let's do this together and then I'll go do that with you. And we can both um, do that, but be known for somebody giving themselves.
0: So away. yeah, since we're drawn to an end, I just had a, you know, I wanted to point out that um, a couple of fun things here. Uh, St. Joseph repeated to be, I mean, he was a carpenter. I mean, he right. was a great carpenter, right? Go to, the Chapel of Our Lady of Light in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Archbishop Jean Lamy eh, ordered it to be built. There is a, sta- there's a staircase there, architectural marvel attributed to his no intercession and that he actually came and built that staircase. No go, wow. So go find out about that. The Chapel of Our Lady of Light, or Lady of Loreto in, Saint, uh, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Italian-American tradition, carry around a fava bean, a St. Joseph's bean with you as a reminder of his uh, intercession for you. It uh, goes back to a tradition that there was a famine in Italy and the and the countrymen prayed for his intercession and there was a boat that arrived with with uh, food and the fava beans were, were one of the only crops able to grow during this famine, so that's a yeah. neat St. Joseph's Day tradition and cultivate a uh, for my uh, Italian background.
1: Cultivate a, a devotion to St. Joseph. Uh, he does amazing things, things that we've talked about before, and we won't have time today. But just know that he um, is powerful with God; very powerful. So find a prayer, in novena, whatever, and do it.
0: But so we'll post some of those in show notes yes, with the podcast. That'd
1: be great. So pray, uh, parent with purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. God bless you guys. Pray for us. We'll pray for
0: you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this local production of Red Sea Catholic Radio.
1: Tune in next week at the same time to hear Trey and Stephanie Cashin share more
0: on the mystery of parenthood.